podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to Pumping Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down Season 2, Episode 4 of Hannah Montana. It's called Get Down, Study Yuddy Yuddy. <laughs> and my guest today is my good friend, Kayla Littleton. She's back with me. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Elise. How's it going? You know, pretty good. I'm excited to be back. I'm excited we're in Season 2, just powering through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, so this episode, this is the Bone Dance episode. That's like how it's known. It's <laughs> the Bone Dance. Uh, I I was pretty sure that I would remember most of this as I watched because the Bone Dance is like so iconic and like I I had remembered it this whole time. And it turned out I actually remembered a lot less of this episode than I thought <laughs> I would. <laughs> there's there's elements to this where I was like that happened uh okay right <laughs> um but uh but yeah definitely uh an important episode in the canon just because i mean it introduces nobody's perfect yes which <laughs> is uh like a very famous hannah montana song and it introduces what i think is like the quintessential hannah montana season two outfit uh which is in the opening scene Yes. So just getting into it, yeah, we open with uh, Hannah concert footage. The last her- concert before her European tour. Yes. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> so we open with Nobody's Perfect. Like I said, it's got that very, it's like the outfit I probably most associate with Hannah Montana mm-hmm. season two. Um, it's like the gray and black jacket with all of the buttons. Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it's probably out of most of the Hannah outfits, the one that holds up the best. Like, it's not super dated or anything. Wasn't it in, like, a lot of the promo photos for that season's album, too? I feel like it. I, I feel like it's one that's around so. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think I think probably. I think it's, if nothing else, it's definitely an outfit similar to the one in um, the previous episodes in season two. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the same. Like, we're going to see those two outfits a lot <laughs> in yes. the Hannah footage. <laughs> uh, and and like you mentioned, uh, she is about to go on her first ever European tour. And this moment where she's, like, talking to the crowd, I thought was really weird. Uh, she's, like, telling the crowd, she's like, I'll see you guys soon. I'll be back before you know it. And I, But I'm really super excited to go on my first ever European tour. I'm like, these people aren't going to Europe. Why should they care? Right. Why do they care where you're going next? It's like, you don't go to a concert and the, the artist doesn't say, like, and now tomorrow I'm going to be in Boise. Like, Yeah, they, give it up for not- Boise. <laughs> That's not how that works. And I mean, it's still, there's still unanswered questions. That's something we talked about. I know a lot in season one with like me and also every other one of your guests is how famous really is Hannah Montana. And I still don't feel like that's been answered, even though she's going on a European tour. I still don't think it's answered. Yeah. And I, I had felt like she's getting more famous and certainly her going on a European tour lends to the idea that she's more famous. However, this scene, like, made me feel like she was still a small time celebrity just because of how she was talking to the crowd. She like, it was, it was lending, um, you know, it was lending. What's the word? (laughs) It was adding to my theory originally of her, like being in residence (laughs) at like one venue in LA because she's telling them like, I'll be back here soon. I can't wait to keep rocking with you again once I get back and stuff. And it's like, so you're confirming it's the same people that come to every show at your one venue in Los Angeles that you can still go to school. Like it just, (laughs) we're what, like 30 episodes in now. And she still has played the same venue like a dozen times at least. (laughs) (laughs) And it's possible that they are different venues and that like, they just aren't open with that information, but they have to still be in Southern California because fucking Lily's there every night. Like they're not, they're not traveling (laughs) there. She's just playing every venue in LA. (laughs) Yeah. But like, we know Lily's parents are like, not, not super involved in her life clearly, but like not so involved that they would be like, yes, please go to New York every other day and do all these things. Like it has to be LA. 
Yeah, and the other interesting thing is that we later learn in the episode, or at least it's heavily implied, that both Lily and Oliver are also going on the European tour. And I was like, is this lining up with spring break? Like, they just started school. What is this lining up with that these three kids are all taking off to go tour, like, all of Europe? Well, right. And that's the thing, because they clearly say, and, like, obviously we'll get there, but, like, it's a midterm. But -hmm. since they just started school, we're four episodes into the season. She just started high school. This has to be, what, an October midterm. So there's no, like, long break for them to go on a European tour. So is Robbie Ray pulling his daughter and two random other children (laughs) out of school to go to Europe? Because that doesn't make sense to me. Like, it would make sense to pull Miley, sure, but, like, not Lily and Oliver. I don't know. I don't even know that it would make sense to Paul Miley because because no one's supposed to know. Well, and well, the whole thing about this episode is that Miley is supposed to put school first, and if school isn't going well, then she can't do Hannah stuff. That's like the trade off. But if you pull her out of school for God knows how long to do a European tour, and it really sounds like they're going to all sorts of countries, like they list off all of these countries they're going to. It's not just like Mm -hmm. they're doing one show in London, one show in Paris, and then going home. Like they say say Switzerland, they say Italy, they say France. Like, (laughs) it's like, this is clearly a big tour. It seems like something they would maybe save for summer break, but... Right. <laughs> winter break. Like, Europe's not that big. If you had, like, a two to three week winter break, you could do a couple. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, are they flying back and forth from Europe every weekend? Is she, like, playing three shows and then flying home? Because oh that my God, feels, that would like, be a nightmare. awful. <laughs> that sounds so unpleasant. <laughs> Correct. But, like, that's the only other thing I could, like think of with the timing that it is and the whole fact that this whole episode is about how Miley needs to do good in school like yeah I <laughs> to, to basically and Jackson's going on it too so Jackson is also getting pulled out of school so right yeah and the whole point of this is like school comes first school comes first it's like well how long is this tour really like is right like, are they dead ass gonna miss <laughs> a week right and like what is this yeah like what is this timing it's clearly like if if we're going off midterms and they just start, it has to be like October. So like, who's, what are, what are they doing in October? Like, I don't. I mean, the closest thing I can think of is particularly when like I was in high school, you know, I don't know if this is the case in other parts of the country or the world, but <laughs> for my school district, November was like pretty much known as no school November because right. people would they would do parent teacher conferences the same week as Thanksgiving and so you'd basically get that whole week off and then there would be like an end of term so you'd get a 3-day weekend there's veterans day in there so you get that day off there's we just like in total right. in November you probably spent like 7 days at school and so the rest <laughs> of the time you have free time uh or it's like study days or whatever so maybe it's like a similar situation in Miley's school district. And they were like, you know, let's just take all of November. You know, you're not going to be at school for very long anyway. (laughs) And they just like jet off. (laughs) That's, that's the, that's the most generous explanation I can give them. (laughs) Right. There's, there's no other like logical, it's nowhere near winter break as far as we know. Mm -hmm. And so it just doesn't, yeah. It with, the pulling out of school for potentially several weeks and not being able to go because she has a D in biology, they don't line up. <laughs> they don't line up to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in any case, yeah, during this, like, little speech that Hannah's giving at the end of her concert, which, again, it's it's so weird. It's so stilted. Uh, we have to remember, she's, she's 14. She's 14. Yes. <laughs> like, but also, it's still so bad. <laughs> She says that she's excited for Swiss chocolate, Italian shoes, and French boys. And I'm like, you're not going to have downtime to meet any French no. boys. <laughs> the only French also, boys you're 14. Meet, right, the only French boys she's meeting uh, paid $200 for the meet and greet. That's <laughs> like, you're on tour. You're working. It's a working vacation. Right. Well, and here's the thing. Even if it was like a school trip and she was going with like friends to Europe, I went on a I went on a school trip to Europe when I was in high school. 
you don't meet people. You're too busy sightseeing. I met maybe two Spanish boys, and it was the night we snuck out to go to a bar. Like, come on. Yeah, and um, I hope my high school Spanish teacher never hears me admit that. Are you sure that they don't listen to my Hannah Montana review podcast? Honestly, you never know. You never know. She's pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, we end this scene. We end the concert scene with Miley, like, saying goodnight to everybody. And she's like, thanks, you guys. See y'all next time. Bye. And she just, like, waves goodbye. Never in my life have I been to a concert where they're just like, well, see you later. Bye. And, like, walk off stage. The only time they've done that is if we if they're coming back for an encore. Like, the Harry Styles concert we went to, he did a kind of abrupt ending like that, but we knew he was coming back in 30 seconds. That's true. Because he also had said 30 seconds before, don't worry, I'll be back for an encore. See you in a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but this was clearly the end of the night. I was just like, who who ends a show that way? Like, you can can say that, like, while they're still playing the last notes of the song, and you can, like, walk off while they're still playing it. Like, it is silent. It's only people cheering. She's like, see you guys later. <laughs> it just leaves. <laughs> right. And I feel like if you're going to talk about the European tour, that'd be something that they talked about, like, within the concert. Like, this is my last show in the States. This is so exciting. So let's make it the best one. Like, what a That's- what a letdown of a concert ending to, like, hear the song. And then she's like, hey, guys, be so excited for me because I'm going to Europe. Okay. See you later. Bye. <laughs> right. It's like. No, no, please don't do that. It's not very good showmanship. I'll say that. I kind of vibe that like Miley has never been to another concert other than her own and her dad's when she was like a small child so that she just really has no concept of anything. It would make sense in this particular context. You would think she'd have like a tour director though. You'd think, but as we've discovered, it looks like Robbie Ray and Roxy do everything. (laughs) Yeah, um, and we'll get to, again, (laughs) some ways that I think Robbie Ray is not a very good manager. Uh, But in any case, after the end of the show, we're back at the house. Jackson is cutting his toenails, and as they fly off, they're hitting a little gong. Um, He's wearing goggles, and Robbie Ray enters, and then a toenail hits Robbie Ray in the eye. And Robbie Ray says that he hates toenail day. Um, that's all we need to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't cut your toenails in your living room. It doesn't even just come back to tie in with the B plot or anything. It's just there to no. The B plot is the, the B plot's about Thor and his bird. The plot is is well. <laughs> I was going to say the B plot is really good, but like really, just Thor and the bird are good. Jackson is like Thor is one of my favorites. <laughs> Thor is one of my favorite introductions of season two. I adore Thor. Yeah, Thor is really <laughs> great. I'm sad that he's not in more stuff. I think he should be in. Episode. I know. Um. So, <laughs> but they got a letter in the mail for some reason from Miley's school. Why they would send a letter instead of sending something home with her or calling the house is beyond me. If someone's failing before a midterm, teacher perspective here, you're supposed to call their parents. Yes. Like it's like send a letter. You can get Yeah, you can get in trouble if you don't call parents about kids failing. <laughs> uh but apparently it's a letter to like let them know that Miley is like not doing well in biology. Um Miley assumes that the letter is actually about Jackson's grades and they're like, "Well, Miley, what would you do in this situation? Like, what? how would you punish Jackson for not having a good grade? And she was like, well, obviously, no grades, no Europe. Sorry, have fun at home. And, <laughs> and they're like, huh, well, actually, it's about you. And she's like, well, what do I know? <laughs> I'm just a kid. <laughs> yeah, so... So Miley's punishment for not doing well in biology, or I guess they like give her the easy way out. It's like, well, if you can raise your grade and you have a midterm tomorrow, then the tour is still on. Otherwise, the tour is canceled. And I, which is like not, yeah, not possible. Literally impossible. It would cost 
them millions of dollars to cancel European it, tour. Yeah, it would literally depending on the size yeah, of it. It would cost the Stewart family so much money to cancel this, especially because they're like clearly leaving soon. You know, like right. It's, well, it's clearly very much upcoming. Clearly, all the venues have been booked. People have bought tickets. <clears throat> the flight schedules are clearly good to go because they all know where the stops are. It just, it would be a nightmare to cancel. And this is, and Robbie Ray is a man who will not give his daughter money to buy a pair of shoes. And he's going to cancel a whole European tour and recoup that cost? No. Yeah, I I really struggled with this. I was like, oh, I mean, I, I can understand that there has to be repercussions for Miley not taking oh, her school's schooling seriously although what we later learn is that she just no one had like bothered to like find a way to for her to learn things in a way that made sense to her which is like an actual issue for like a lot of kids and should be addressed and that's the thing that kills me about it is like they treated it as though hannah was the issue with that miley why miley was failing when miley's clearly doing okay in other classes so it's obviously not uh, like, oh, well, she's distracted because of Hannah Montana. My first instinct would be, oh, she just doesn't like science, so she doesn't try. But then, no, you find out it's literally she just is struggling so hard to retain information, which a lot of people who are arts-minded struggle to retain science information. That's not an uncommon thing. So it's just so crazy to me that there would be a punishment when she just is struggling with the subject. Like, it's not like she's not trying. Yeah, and, like, they have money. Why doesn't they, why don't they buy her, like, a tutor or something? Like, why why not? Why does, yeah, it seems like there are so many options here that would help Miley, and instead they're like, actually, we'll do something that is incredibly expensive as a punishment to you. Like, it's, it's very odd, and it comes back to me really struggling with the way that Robbie Ray always seems to prioritize teaching lessons over things that are objectively good things for his client's career. Like he, he has to pick a lane. It's like, if you're going to be her manager, you have to have the interests of her as an asset at like the top of your priority list and do the things that are good for her to help her in that sphere. But he's always getting bogged down with trying to teach her lessons that he's like letting her have these big career fuck ups just to teach her a lesson. And it's like, okay, you can be dad or you can be manager. You clearly are not good at managing both of those roles. Right. Well, and the hardest thing with this too is he's a single parent. And I think this kind of continues to show that Robbie Ray has some control issues. Like he is a single parent to two kids and he also manages Hannah's career. And he, he feels like one of them is always failing. Like, you know, one side of him, it's either the parent side or the manager side. So why wouldn't you hire a new manager and just be very clear about your boundaries as a parent? Because if Hannah had her own manager who wasn't Robbie Ray, she's 14. So the contract would still be with Robbie Ray. He could still have say as her parent. Yeah. So I like, I don't, I, I, I don't get this, like trying to balance the like single parent and manager thing when you don't have to. Yeah. Uh, I really, I really, really think that they uh, need to hire an actual manager for, uh, for, well, right, and yeah. Robbie Ray's not qualified. Mm-hmm. Just because he was a performing artist does not qualify him to be a manager. And I mean, he's he's gotten this far, and it's fine. But like like we were saying earlier, she is still pretty new in her career. She's still on the rise, and like lately, she has made so many public gaffes purely because she needed to learn a lesson. And it's like maybe if you just talk to her (laughs) and like be a better parent when you're not doing your job maybe that would yield results and it wouldn't hurt her career (laughs) like it just it does bother me a little bit well yeah and it just continues to show double standards between Miley and Jackson and how with the whole each of them have jobs but Miley's is treated as something that can be taken away without Even thought. Even though she is like the sole Jack- breadwinner for their family. Right. But Miley's job as Hannah is treated as something that could be taken away like that by Robbie Ray. Whereas Jackson working at the, you know, the surf shack 
that never like when Jackson's doing bad, it's never like, okay, well then you need to quit your job and focus on school. Yeah. But whenever Miley's doing something wrong, it's then you're not Hannah anymore. Yeah. It's, it's not (laughs) ideal. And also again, Miley's struggling in biology is framed by like everyone around her as her just being stupid as opposed to her just like not yeah, true. as opposed to her just like not having a handle on a subject. Like you can be a very smart person and be weak in certain disciplines. I I think I'm pretty smart, but I cannot do math to save my life. And it's like that's fine because it usually doesn't matter that much in my day to day life. I have a calculator on my phone, but like it doesn't make me less smart, and it doesn't make me less good at other disciplines. You know, and and everybody treats right. her like she's an idiot for not being great at biology, which biology is a hard subject. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and there's this like this like pressure in this standard. And like obviously, you know, we went through it all in high school and all this, and it is a very real thing that like if you are smart in one area, it is expected that you are smart in everything. That's how I ended up in AP calculus. I am not good at math, <laughs> but because when I was young, that idea of, well, if Kayla is good at this, she must be just smart. And so I got put fast tracked on everything and there was nothing else for me to do but get to AP Calculus. And I was not doing well. My GPA tanked because everyone had the expectation of, well, if you're smart at one thing, you're, you have to be smart at everything, which is not true. Like Miley clearly is great at things like music and English and all these other subjects, but because she's not good at biology, she's an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I'm I'm thinking back to when I was in high school, like, I, I needed math tutoring, but, like, I was so good at English that I was, like, asked by teachers to tutor other people in English. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> clearly it's not such a one-sided issue, and clearly if she's struggling with no. one subject, like, just get her help. Don't punish her by taking away something she's incredibly excited for you know, help her. (laughs) Why isn't Robbie Ray helping her with her biology homework? That's my question, Mr. Great Parent. He leaves her out to dry with something she's not good at. He's so worried about being a good dad, but then he's not actually like getting to the root of the problem. (laughs) Like he's really, he's really quick to blame Hannah for everything. And I'm like, no, your 14 year old daughter is just struggling. Which is a very normal thing to have happen. (laughs) 14-year-olds have issues. Fun fact. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So, yeah, actually talking about the show. She goes to Rico. (laughs) Well, we're not there yet. She goes to, are we? We're close. (laughs) We were just talking about how I was calling her dumb. I was like, that's that's gotta be almost two scenes before that. Uh, (laughs) We've talked about so little of the actual episode. We're just like addressing all the thematic issues right at the beginning. Yes. Yeah, so Miley goes to school. Miley goes to school. Lily is, like, all upset that the tour is canceled because she already bought a beret. And, yeah, I'm I'm just like, God, canceling a massive tour like this over a single grade is just ridiculous. It's insane. It's so stupid. Yeah, in order to get a B in biology, she has to ace the midterm, which is the next day. Um, we do get an update here on Oliver's chest hair situation, which we are following very closely <laughs> here on Pumping Up the Podcast. Good, good. So, yeah, Miley does the thing where she, like, grabs him by the chest and, like, yanks on him. I, I guess it's, like, a common thing, which is why he brings it up. He's, like, he, right. like, implies that her doing that all the time is why he will never have chest hair. Which is, like, not a thing, but it's yeah. okay. <laughs> and then slightly later, uh, he mentions that he only has one chest hair and that he needs it for gym class. And I'm like, why? You're not shirtless in gym class. Uh, I, yeah, Oliver is a character, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do get a little scene here um, to kick off the actual B-plot. Um uh, Jackson is talking to a girl, and I'll I'll note they do not say her name in this scene. We don't find out her name until no, later. No, we don't find out her name yet. Uh, he's well, we do to- know it is actress <laughs> Tiffany Thornton from uh, So Random. I knew I recognized her. <laughs> yes, who now lives in Texas with her four children and past her husband. Oh, okay. There's your update. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for thank you for helping me so that I didn't have to do mid-show research like I always have to. Uh, yeah, your random side character update. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
Jackson is tutoring this girl in Spanish. Um, she kind of keeps like insinuating that she's like so grateful she'll like do anything to thank him. And I'm like, oh it's, god. <laughs> it's a little gross. <laughs> it's um and I mean, granted, later she does like try to kiss him, but I will say the attitude of her being like I'm just so grateful. I I could never thank you enough. It was very like porn intro. <laughs> um, I wasn't was. cool with it. <laughs> it was very much porn intro, which is like not okay for Disney Channel. Like, how can I ever repay you? I was like, Ew. especially considering, especially considering that actor is in his thirties, <laughs> and she at the time had to have been what twenty one. Like it's just it makes it even weirder when you think of that context. So <laughs> this girl again, we don't find out her name until later. She's really bad at Spanish. She's like like comically bad at Spanish. She doesn't like doesn't even yeah. yeah she doesn't even know like the basic phrases that like everybody knows just because they're like said all the time. Like he says like right. mi casa es su casa, and she's like what. <laughs> Huh? What? Yeah. Um, it says problemo, and she's like, no, I know this one. And she doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so she leaves. She's going to come over to Jackson's house later for tutoring. And then Thor arrives. Thor is very upset because uh, his landlord said that they couldn't have their pet, who is named Snowball, in the house anymore. Jackson has, like, a bit of a masculinity panic simply because Thor has emotions and isn't afraid to show them. It's stupid. I don't want to talk about how long no. it goes on for. It's so stupid. Way too long. Jackson is like, oh, well, Snowball can stay with me until you can get it sorted out because he thinks that Snowball is a dog. Um, however, Snowball is a very large bird. <laughs> very large bird um, who is likes to moo. Yes. Um that's our introduction is Thor goes, Snowball's not a dog. Snowball moves. It goes, you're not a cow either. And I'm like, oh, what the most Midwestern thing they could have done? The bird moves. Yeah. I. <laughs> it's a very well-trained bird. Uh, not like the bird itself, because the bird itself isn't actually doing anything. But the bird as a character <laughs> is very well-trained. <laughs> Like, it's clearly someone off screen talking into a mic to do Snowball's mm-hmm. voices. But, uh, but Snowball, as a character, is a very well-trained bird. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, he brought a lot of joy to the episode for me. The next scene we get is uh, Lily and Oliver and Miley. They've come up with a plan, or Lily and Oliver have come up with a plan. Uh, they say that Miley should just ask the smartest kid in class to tutor her in biology. And the smartest kid in class is but Rico. But the smartest kid. <laughs> it's Rico. Um, he enters and he's accompanied by Miss Kunkel. And I was not expecting to see Miss Kunkel ever again. Uh, it was like way more continuity than I would have ever given the show credit for to have Miss Kunkel like mm-hmm. in high school and have her now be teaching Miley. Rico calls Miley bubble brain, which again is just so rude. Everyone is so rude to Miley in this for having a very normal problem. Right. And it's just so silly to me because, like, she's not stupid. She has one subject she is struggling in. And everyone's instinct is, oh, well, she's the stupidest person at school. What? This episode is, like, all about how girls are stupid, um, which I didn't love. (laughs) Like, the A plot and the B plot – has people just like constantly telling these girls that they're idiots <laughs> and it's so right gross. it's so not okay no and and the worst thing is is like rico says that and lily and oliver go along with it yeah her best friends it's not very nice i don't like it like when i think of instances when i've called you dumb it's not because of like actual things that would make you dumb it's because you're being like silly <laughs> that's that's how friends should call each other dumb not yeah you're failing biology you're an idiot yeah the only times when like <laughs> you've called me dumb or vice versa have been when i've been like hey do you want to hear something stupid i did earlier <laughs> And I'm like, yes, please tell me. Or it's been like when one of us is like being an idiot over boys in college, we would call each other dumb. Like, that's it. I don't think I <laughs> ever called you dumb about anything like that. 
there was a certain there was a certain crush that I had for far too long that I'm sure you had some Kayla, you're so stupid moments. I don't think I ever <laughs> said that you were dumb because of it. Maybe I thought it once in a while. I didn't tell you, <laughs> hey, you're being dumb. <laughs> I may have projected it. It's fine. I didn't say Kayla, anyway, you're such like- a bubble brain. <laughs> Even though I totally was, uh, but no, but it's just like that doesn't that doesn't seem like a thing that a friend should say. Like I know Lily and Oliver aren't the best in school either, but like the right thing to do would be to suggest a solution. Which I guess I don't know. Say hey, kind of did. Kinda. Here's the thing: nobody actually comes up with the real solution. Miley kind of figures it out herself how she's going to do it. She has to come up with it right. like all on her own. Like nobody really helps her. Like Robbie Ray kind of gives her the idea, but he didn't. Think and then it. tries to take credit. No, and he. Uh, okay, so <laughs> Rico says that he'll help her, but only if she helps him in another class, which I guess is like an art class. Rico Rico is dressed as, like, a Renaissance artist. He's dressed as, like, Leonardo da Vinci, like, with, like, a hat with, like, a feather. Uh-huh. And I'm like, does he put this costume on to paint every time? Or is it just to, like, make things harder for Miley? Like, I don't know. But then... Honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it against Rico to wear that every time he paints. He is a little drama queen. Um, Miley, Miley is dressed like Marie Antoinette. And she's holding a globe. And I just, I truly, I refuse to believe that this school has a good enough theater department budget that she was able to, like, borrow that costume just to, like, pose for a painting. There is no way. It was it was right, ornate. Well, it was well made. It had, like, a hoop skirt. It had, like, a four-foot-tall right. wig. <laughs> Well, and even if they did, because some high schools have great costume budgets, whatever. But even if they did, Miley is clearly not involved in the theater program <laughs> and therefore would not have access to the costume shop. Because like in high school, I money could... to get them into the costume shop. Right. Real. It's like I, I could go borrow something from a costume shop when I was in high school, but I was in the drama room more than I was in any other classroom. <laughs> Miley would not have that kind of access. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows she's hannah montana she has no access yes uh she like keeps falling over from the weight of the wig which is funny honestly and she says that she's been there for a couple of hours and like her body really hurts from the costume and the wig and everything and like i get that and at the same time i don't think it's that big of like a deal like i don't think i would complain because she does need his help and of course it ends up being that he like can't actually help her so then i would be mad because i'd be like well you just wasted two hours that i could have spent studying but rico finishes his painting and it's just of the globe that she was holding (laughs) (sighs) which is like the most predictable thing to happen but it still is just like Okay, that's kind of yeah. Uh, Rico, she's like, well, then why did you make me wear this whole costume? And he's like, oh, that was just for me. And it was like, ugh. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I have a question because I I've started paying more attention to the catchphrases on this show. Could we classify toots as Rico's catchphrase because he says it all uh, the yes. time? <laughs> yes, and I just like. Yes, I think this is true. I just want to know where he's hearing toots. Because, like, from what we've been able to tell, his family on both sides, both his mom and his dad, are Hispanic. They speak Spanish at home. Who is saying toots around him? Is he, like, watching, like, tons of old TV or something? watching a lot of really old movies. I think he's, like, watching stuff from, like, the 20s and is like, ah, that's the way to talk. I'll call games toots. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like... This kid, like, clearly, no one at home is saying toots, unless also his parents have an affinity for old films as well, I guess. But, like, I'm like, that's just, like, a weird thing for this small child who already speaks two languages to just, like, all of a sudden be like, now we are in the 40s and I'm going to call you toots. Yeah. What? It it definitely, he says it twice in this episode, if not more. I counted twice. I'm going to include that in like every catchphrase thing from now on and be like, how many times did Rico Mm -hmm. say toots? Uh, The secret to Rico's success is that he has a photographic memory. 
that's that's what we learned he tries to help Miley and it's just that oh you don't have a photographic memory oh then you're out of luck (laughs) my favorite thing about Rico is he's like literally just like that stereotypical rich kid who gets by on everything like he is loaded he gets to run his family business even though he's like nine he has a photographic memory so he just does well in school to the point where he has skipped like seven grades I feel like like he could skip more grades (laughs) He could oh, like, yeah. be in They're setting the Rico- way he's talking in this episode. Yeah. Rico is like the rich whiz kid that everyone hates. And he just kind of owns it. He's like, yeah, this is me. And I'm going to be the worst. And I kind of respect that about Rico. <laughs> <laughs> like he knows he's the worst. He knows he's the worst. And he's just going to keep being it. He's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> the thing is, though, he knows that people need his help all the time. So he just further right. gets to use everything to his advantage. Oh, yeah. Back at the house, Thor is leaving Snowball the bird with Jackson. He mentions that the bird likes to read Goodnight Moon before going to bed. They then say that the girl's name that's coming over for Spanish lessons is Becky. And and there are apparently four there Beckys. There are a lot, <laughs> a lot of Beckys. <laughs> Let me tell you. I don't know if I went to school with a single Becky. I went with some Rebecca's, but they went by Rebecca or Becca. They didn't go by yeah. Becky. I had a babysitter named Becky. And Cameron has a good friend named huh. Becky. But that's like it. Well, in any case, <laughs> uh, Thor's like, do you mean Bucktooth Becky? Do you mean Becky with the bad breath? And Jackson's like, no, I mean Becky from Spanish class. And I'm like, why is it that every girl on this show that has just been introduced is from Spanish class? I swear, every time it's a girl and someone's like, oh, who's that? They're like, you know, from Spanish class. (laughs) Like, it was like Jake's girlfriend, Rachel, from Spanish class. Jackson's tutoring Becky from Spanish class. It's like just a total cat call for any time it's a new girl. Right. Are they just trying to make a point that they're in Southern California and so everyone is learning Spanish? Like, I don't, like, I don't understand why it's always Spanish class. I don't either. I, <laughs> or maybe they just, honestly, they just forget when they're writing which class they've said people are from. It honestly could be something so well, stupid like that. Rule. But still, it's just like, they've said a of- Spanish class every time. So maybe say something else. <laughs> like, there's so many other classes. So many other classes. Thor refers to this Becky as brainless Becky. And again, this is where I'm like, why is the theme of this episode that girls are dumb? I just don't get it. But so anyway, Thor leaves. Mm -hmm. He like put like a little parka on Snowball and he was like, but don't zip it up. Snowball likes to zip it up himself. And Thor leaves. And of course, Jackson Jackson doesn't believe him. Yeah, Jackson doesn't believe him. And then we hear a zipping noise on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just in his little jacket and it's. It's, it's really so cute. cute. It's I was so like, cute. alert, alert, bird in a zip-up jacket. <laughs> this is the cutest thing really ever. Good. Uh, so yeah, Becky comes over and he's like teaching her Spanish and she's like, wow, you're such a good tutor. How do you say kiss me in yeah, Spanish? Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> And Jackson's like, oh, okay. And he, like, goes to kiss her. And then the bird's like, Bucktooth Becky! Bad breath, Becky! (laughs) (laughs) Brainless Becky! (laughs) Jackson Jackson does not handle this well. He's like, I didn't say brainless Becky. I said brainless bodacious Becky. As if that's better. (laughs) Right. And then tries to backtrack by saying, no, bodacious means really smart in Spanish. I, like, she could have, she would have believed you know, it. Let's I, be real. She, she wasn't very I smart. I really but... hated this because it, it like fully implies that Jackson is going to just lie to her to further manipulate her in order for him, her to want to kiss him. I'm like, this is messed up. <laughs> also, he's, he's still yeah. calling her to her face brainless. Like, it's so rude. And he's like, why are you leaving? Come back. It's like, why do you think she's leaving, asshole? Like, you just called me dumb. And, like, does it matter if it's true or not? You don't call someone dumb. Uh, Then the 
Especially not someone you want to make out with. I'm sorry. That's not the way. Uh, We cut to (laughs) Robbie Ray with Snowball. And he is singing the dreaded, (laughs) the absolutely dreaded, I want my mullet back. And of course... And of course, I'm back for this I, episode. When we, my jaw <laughs> dropped when he started saying it. I was like, "You're <laughs> fucking kidding me!" And neither of us remember that that was the song he sings with Snowball. Neither of us remembered it, and all of a sudden, we're watching it, and we're like, "Of course, <laughs> of course!" I'm like, oh God. <laughs> After we spent an entire episode of this podcast talking about our disdain for that song. I will say, (laughs) this version of I Want My Mullet Back, he's singing it with the bird, and they have changed the lyrics to be about the experience of being a bird. And... It was pretty funny, honestly. It was honestly. really good. <laughs> it was, like, the only context where I ever want to hear this godforsaken song. I'm sure we'll hear it again in future episodes. Uh... But I hope it's like the bird version, like the bird remix of I Want My Mullet Back. Right. Well, I mean, I know we're, we're not, we're many episodes out, but I'm trying to remember because is, doesn't one of the Jonas's start to sing a Robbie Ray song during the Jonas episode? And is it I that one? I don't remember. You're the one that would that know one, that. I'm going to be angry. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure I want to say it's Joe start singing a Robbie Ray song. Well, we'll talk about it in a few weeks. That's the next episode you're going to be back for. Yeah. We've got got a few weeks until that one. Oh, my God. I swear to God, if you're on a third episode with I Want My Mullet Back in it, out of this world. It might just be Achy Breaky Heart. It might be Achy Breaky Heart that they sing. But I just, like, I really feel like it might also be mullet. (laughs) I, uh... It it sure could be. Um, <laughs> Miley's trying to study. She's studying bones. And personally, I thought that, like, learning the bones came a lot earlier than ninth grade. But I could be remembering that wrong. Ninth grade biology was, like, a lot more complicated than, like, naming bones, I'm pretty sure. Like, we had to do, like, stuff with cells. And that was, like, ninth grade was when I did, like, the pig dissection. And, uh, I mean, I've blacked out a lot of that biology class. It was one of the worst experiences. <laughs> I had a really creepy teacher for ninth grade biology. Yeah. I was in a junior high system, so my ninth grade was just, like, a random, like, amalgamation of physical science. And then tenth grade was biology. But it wasn't bones. It was, like, genetics and, yeah, the pig dissection and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. So... But in any case, yeah, she's she's has to learn all the bones for her midterm. She's struggling because it doesn't come naturally to her. And she's like, you know, I pick up on other things so easily. I can pick up Hannah choreography so easily, but I can't figure this out. And, of course, it clicks in her a method for her to learn it. But I'm like, mm-hmm. why didn't it occur to Robbie Ray before this moment? Why didn't he say, my daughter well, is struggling right. with learning this thing that doesn't come naturally to her. How can I put it into terms that would come easy to her? What is she good at? How can I how can I level things out for her? Right. Well, and the thing that's crazy with that is like, it's been really set up how similar mm-hmm. Robbie Ray and Miley are and how their brains work and their talents and these kind of things. So why wouldn't Robbie Ray make that connection that like, oh, she's good at all the same things I'm good at. Maybe she also has some struggles or is Robbie Ray just some sort of genius who never struggled a day <laughs> in his life? Cause I doubt that. Like, so it's just really weird to me. Cause like they always talk about how similar Miley and Miley and her dad are. But he can't sense when she's yeah, struggling. Yeah, I, I was not happy with Robbie Ray for a lot of this episode. Although I will say, I think Courtney brought it up uh, a week or two ago. She was like, Robbie Ray's hair is just the Rachel. <laughs> and watching this with that mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> he fully has the Rachel. Uh, and they talk about his hair mm-hmm. a lot in this episode. It's not important to the plot, so I didn't write down they most do. of it. But his hair is fully the Rachel. 
Yeah. It was mostly Jackson just like flattering him when he thought he mm-hmm. was the one with the bad grades. I think that was most of the hair stuff. I was like, what do you do? And Jackson's like, no, I'm not failing. So now I yeah. don't care about what you do with your hair, dad. Uh, <laughs> so Miley figures out that she has a way to learn all 206 bones and it's by making it into a dance routine basically set to nobody's perfect but with different words um but then yes we're but doing before the we get bone to the bone dance. dance we have the end of the b plot jackson has taken yes. snowball to school because he's very mad at snowball ruining his date um although i have to say snowball didn't really ruin the date snowball was just being snowball jackson no. ruined the date by talking about a girl like she's a fucking idiot right. <laughs> it's not very nice be nice um but i did think it was funny so uh miss kunkel walks by and like here's the bird talking and immediately gives jackson detention for like the bird saying something <laughs> um and jackson tells snowball to drop dead and it immediately drops dead. It does. <laughs> and it's so clearly that, like, it's a trick that the bird knows because the bird knows, like, a million tricks. And and play dead is a very common trick for pets. Um, but Jackson thinks right. it's really dead. Uh, and... <laughs> yes, his words have that much bird, power. <laughs> they, so they switch from it being a real bird to it being, like, a stuffed bird. <laughs> and it's so clearly, like like fully solid like it's not like it's not like a puppet or anything it's like a it's <laughs> i don't know how to further describe it it's like it kind of looks like taxidermy it honestly. does look like a taxidermy bird okay yes there you go um yeah becky walks by as jackson is holding the dead bird jackson's like trying to get it to say brainless becky or whatever and becky hears this and smacks him with her purse and he like <laughs> accidentally throws the bird into the air <laughs> and then has to catch it and it's that's pretty funny uh and then thor shows up and so jackson hides the dead bird well, in his coat before he does that he attempts to do like bird oh, yeah. cpr <laughs> and he gets yeah. a mouthful of feathers <laughs> and then thor walks up and thor's shirt is like a dark green shirt with the words i heart cheese on it <laughs> Again, Thor is the, like, stereotypical Wisconsin-Minnesota dude. No, but, like, it's just a shirt that says, I heart cheese. And I kind of want that because I do heart cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, that's fair. I heart cheese, too. Does cheese always heart me? No. (laughs) I mean, I just, I truly think it is, like, icon behavior that he, like, got dressed for school and was like, oh, this is what I'm gonna wear. And it's just a t-shirt that says, I heart cheese. Thor doesn't give a fuck what people think about him, and I just love it. It's so great. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, like, I, I stand thinking Thor. about it. Yeah, it's so great. Um, Thor's great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jackson's, like, trying to hide the bird, and then he pulls it out, and he's like, He's, he's he's dead or whatever. And Thor's like, oh, you little. And and the bird immediately pops back up. And it's actually a very cool little sleight of hand thing where, like, they have Thor hold the fake bird a yeah. certain way so that they can do a shot where when it pops up, it's the real bird. Um, and then Jackson says, sweet niblets, I've been punked by a parrot. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Which is the one used the to most- sweet niblets in this episode. To to update you yeah. on the catchphrase corner, one sweet niblets, it's from Jackson. <laughs> I love that, though. I love that it's a Jackson sweet niblets. <laughs> and, uh, but, and the thing is, it's not a, like, echoing or making fun of Robbie Ray sweet niblets. It was a genuine sweet niblets from Jackson, which I... Yes think is great <laughs> and and that's that's it for the b plot uh we then cut to uh the start of miley's midterm which is being administered by miss mm-hmm. kunkel um which like don't even get me started on how fucked up this test taking situation was uh she's like you'll have 45 minutes go ahead and rico immediately is like done and he hands her the test uh Ugh. and then rico goes over to miley and is like don't worry toots you can always marry money and i'm like god you're so mean <laughs> and also she already has the money herself yeah seriously <laughs> uh and like miss kunkel had just been like absolutely no talking so why is she letting rico bully one of her students right. uh but so miley i guess has to do her dance moves in order to remember the answers 
Which is just so silly. She's like full out. She like full out punches the air. And I'm like, you could have just duh, duh. Yeah, you could do it, it. while you're know. still like looking down and like marking mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so that she doesn't notice because Miss Kunkel assumes that Miley is like trying to give signals to like cheat or something. <laughs> uh, and she says that again, even after Miley's the only one left still working on her test. She's like, I said no cheating. Yeah. It's like, who would she be? sending signals to everybody else is done right uh, and of course i'm like they should have conditions where like every student can take mm-hmm. the test to the best of their ability you know um i get that what she was doing was a little distracting although i'll say their class size is very small and nowhere close to what an actual right. high school class size would be there right. were like maybe 15 kids in there as opposed to like 39 as it would be in a real school <laughs> right well, and the other thing, I mean, I know teacher hat is on, but here's the deal with Miley's test taking stuff. If people actually gave a shit about her needs for learning for science, she would have an accommodation where she would be allowed to be in a room that she could move That's in. what I'm saying. That's what I'm That's saying. That's how it works. Robbie Ray should have called anyone- the school and been like, hey, my daughter knows how to do this stuff. She knows the information. She just needs to take it in private. Parents need to advocate for their kids. Yes, seriously. And teachers need to not be assholes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> so Miley's the only one left doing her test. Meanwhile, Rico is playing chess with himself and narrating the whole thing. And she doesn't get mad at uh-huh. him. There's still someone no. taking the test. She's so, she's such a bad teacher. Uh, so, so Lily and Oliver are like, okay, we need to create a distraction so that Miley can do her moves. And Oliver fakes a nosebleed by opening a pack of ketchup on his face and it works miss kunkel fully believes it uh which is so silly because she's like so she's no nonsense nothing gets past her but she believes the ketchup packet trick ketchup looks nothing like blood i know it's way too thick <laughs> like i it's so stupid <laughs> but so despite that miss kunkel immediately sees miley still trying to do her dance moves and she tells Miley to go to the principal's office and... Uh, yeah, take a right. You'll see your brother. You'll know you're yeah. there. The, <laughs> One of my favorite Kunkel lies. Yeah, and, and Miley's like, I, I swear I know the answers to this test. I can prove it to you if you just let me. And Ms. Kunkel's like, no. And so Miley goes out into the hallway and then she's like, you know what? No, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do, do it. it. And she fucking does the bone dance and she impresses... Uncle loves it. Yeah. So, I mean, what happens was she she does it for the class and everyone's like into it. And she ends up teaching the bone dance to everyone in the class to the point where they have like different parts for different people. And they like do a tableau at the end. Everybody knows every word. And I do have to say. including What were you going to say? Including my, <laughs> including my uh, equally favorite and least favorite line of the bone dance. Bone thugs in the house. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that. And when, it, when I was watching it today, I was like, did they just, did that, mm-hmm. did, did I bone thugs in the house? All these white children. <laughs> I I was baffled. Yeah, even, even I don't Rico know why. Is joining in at the end. Yeah. Uh. Yes, this is true. Rico knows the choreography the least out of everyone, though, because you, you know all those extras were dancers, and it just cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I do have to say that, like, so this this song and dance is supposed to incorporate all 206 bones in the human body and tell you all about them and where they go and how they connect to each other. I would say we get maybe three lines of the bone dance that are about that on screen and the rest must be off screen because all of the lyrics to the bone dance that we actually hear are about learning how to find a way to learn things properly, not failing a test, and the words the bone dance. (laughs) We get a little bit of arm. We get a little bit of arm and hands and then we get the top of the head. And that's, like, about it for the actual we, bones. We hear a line about, like, the patella, and we hear about the arm bones. Yeah, yeah. And... It's mostly arms and legs. That yeah, we <laughs> and we get, like, before she actually goes in to take the test, Miley sings a little bit about, like, frontal lobes and stuff, which, like, those aren't bones. That's parts of the brain. 
Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, most of the song that we hear is about finding a learning method that works for you and like not messing up on a test. Which I think is a great lesson. I think it was awesome that that they included those lyrics so that kids were like hearing, like there's other ways to learn than what teachers teach you, but they took them way too long to get to that. And I know that's like the moral of this story is everyone learns differently. That's kind of like the like overarching theme of this episode in a way, but it's still, it's not as direct. If Like it's only in that lyric. That's the only time they mention like, this is a way that clicks mm-hmm. for you and that's okay. Yeah. And that's all true. I, I mostly brought that up because when they finish the dance, when like everybody's done with the dance, Miss Kunkel is like, I'm going to go get the principal. I want you to show it to him because that is the best study technique I've ever seen. And like, that's all great. However, so little of what we saw was actually about the bones. <laughs> it was all right. about the act of doing the bone dance. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I think I think I like how it wraps up and it's like oh look Miley found this great study technique but like the real issue of no one knowing that the reason Miley was failing was because she couldn't mm-hmm. study was never actually addressed yes, this is true and that's that's an issue for me like yeah she found a solution yay but yeah she had to solve the problem on her own she is a 14 year old mm-hmm. child her parents and teachers should have been helping her find those solutions. Yeah, and I mean, like, good for her for being resourceful and for helping her fellow students oh, for sure. because they also seem to be struggling in this. So maybe the real issue is Miss Kunkel's teaching style. Kunkel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. Because, yeah, because they have the whole moment where Rico goes through all the tests and is like, oh, yeah, you all need this study method. So, like, clearly, A, there's an issue with Kunkel and how she's teaching. But, like, in general, you'd think a parent and teacher would have noticed that there was, like, a specific reason why Miley was not doing well yeah. in class. Uh, of course, Miley does get an A, <laughs> thanks to yes. uh, her work <laughs> on the bone dance. Which, I mean, it is very impressive that she was able to come up with a full dance routine and, like, a very long string of lyrics about the bones. And, and remember, remember it. And be able to teach everyone she knows. <laughs> like, that's very impressive. Right. She definitely... She definitely showed mastery and like, again, sorry, teacher brain, you chose the wrong episode to bring your teacher friend on to or the right one, I guess. Um, But like from a teaching perspective, that's like the whole point of like standards based grading. You just have to prove you have that knowledge. You have to prove you can do the thing. You can prove however you can prove that you've gained the knowledge is the way you do it. So that's why it's like a standard assessment doesn't work for every kid. But Miley clearly demonstrated proficiency in the skeletal system by creating this song and performing it and teaching it. Like that's a way to show proficiency. I mean, obviously her memorizing it was how she was going to get through the test. But the fact that she was able to write that song showed that she like understood all of it because she wouldn't have been able to write it in the first place if she didn't have the underlying knowledge. And that's, yeah, and that's, like, you know, from an educator's perspective, like, that's something that is becoming more the goal in the school system is that, like, as long as you can show us you are proficient in this skill in some way that you can show learning, you should be able to be assessed Mm -hmm. on that. Not every kid can show their full learning in a paper and pencil test. Yeah, or in an essay or whatever. And, And for, what, 2007 was when this episode came out? That was, like, pretty unique that she got an A grade based on that for them to actually show that because you know every kid including us when we first would watch that be like well that's never going to happen in school (laughs) because it was so focused on you take the paper and pencil test it only only happened she was only successful because she stood up for herself and came back in the classroom after she'd been told to go to the principal's office to get punished for not being able to do the test or her the normal way So, like, it only worked out for her because she stood up for herself, which is something she probably wouldn't have done in the real world. Exactly. So it was just, it was, like, kind of a nice thing to see that, like, hey, she stood up for herself and it worked because that's the way teachers are supposed to be moving towards assessment is finding what way of assessment works for each kid. Um, So... I wish that that had actually been the case when I was in school because I maybe wouldn't have failed math all the time. <laughs> um, but like, it's just, it was like really cool as someone who's now gone through like educator training and has taught a science class to see like, yeah, that's how I would evaluate a lot of my kids was like, if they couldn't do the paper and pencil test, they could show mm-hmm. me another way. 
And so it was kind of kind of cool to look back on 2007 when we definitely did not get that yeah. experience. Uh, throughout all of this happening, I was like, you know, she's singing in her full singing voice to a Hannah Montana song and doing Hannah Montana choreography. I was like, there's no world where somebody doesn't be like, hey, you sound just like Hannah Montana. And of course, somebody did think that. Rico. Rico was like, hey, um, the song and the dance moves and your voice is very familiar. It's really reminding me of someone. And they're like, Kelly Clarkson, Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Yeah, Jay-Z. Oliver says Jay-Z. Uh, I did love that Hillary Duff got a shout out in this, though. Uh, <laughs> but Rico's like, no, it's Hannah Montana. I'm like, where did you get that from? Was it the fact that it was literally a Hannah Montana song with different lyrics? Um, that it's like her new single. <laughs> right. <laughs> but to throw him off the scent, they just like all laugh in his face. And he's like, yeah, you're right. What was I thinking? This bubble brain could never pull off something like that. Right. And I'm like. <laughs> and yet again, Lily and Oliver jump on top of that. And they're like, yeah, no, Miley's way too dumb and to I pull mean, that off. And I mean, in that particular instance, ah! I think they were just trying to play along so that Rico wouldn't be into it. Right. However. But just for it to be the second time in the episode that they did that to their best friend who was going to take them to Europe. Well, my issue with it is that he's telling her this after she just taught biology and, like, an entire term's worth of biology to every Mm -hmm. student in the class. She single-handedly taught all of those kids everything that was on the midterm over the course of a single song. And he's calling her stupid? That takes a lot of guts. That takes some nerve. (laughs) I would smack him. And she's proven that she's smarter than him. He just has a photographic memory, so he just regurgitates information. She actually had to transform that information into something that she could memorize and then teach. She is actually smarter than Rico in that instance. absolutely true. He just regurgitates, which is not the same. It's not the same as actually having any knowledge. Well, the thing is, like, that's the episode. That's how it ends. So, uh... Yeah, that's the end. <laughs> was there anything that we didn't that's touch it. on that you'd like to to address? I don't think so. I mean, it, it's a pretty memorable episode. Just, like, it's one that, like, you sent me the title and I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. is the bone dance. And so it's, like, it's definitely one of those, like, standout episodes of season two. I'll um, say that, um, that I didn't love it. Like... It had its moments. I thought the stuff with the bird was great. However, I think everybody's behavior and attitude in this episode was pretty bad. And the bone dance itself is obviously iconic, but (laughs) I don't think it makes up for the shortcomings in the rest of the episode. Right. Yeah, it's not necessarily, like, obviously looking back at it now, it's not a great episode, but, like, I remembered it from my first time watching Hannah Montana. So I think that, you know, that speaks to, that speaks to how it kind of sits in Mm -hmm. season two. Um, But now looking back on it, um, it's not a great episode (laughs) now watching it as, you know, an adult. Um, But definitely iconic. I mean. I mean, the bone dance is definitely iconic. (laughs) Right. It's funny because, like, I I was like, I am sure that I'll remember everything in this episode because it's the bone dance and it's so iconic. And then as I watched it, I had no memory of the bird. I had no memory that Thor was in this. I had no memory of uh, Rico painting Miley and it actually painting the globe. I had no memory of any of it (laughs) except for the fucking bone dance. So that it just must be such a earworm (laughs) and i want to see the full unabridged (laughs) lyrics to the bone dance i want to actually (laughs) read it all the way through actually yeah if you are out there and you're listening to this and you know that the bone dance full unabridged version is out there please send it to me and when we do the season two soundtrack spectacular we will also do the bone dance (laughs) so that's a guarantee if you you can provide that for me we will go through it line by line I, I swear. <laughs> right. This is what we wanted for the 15th anniversary, not the sappy yeah, letter and the all the flowers sent dance. to people. We want the bone <laughs> dance. Not that, not though the IDs were pretty great. I did love yes. the pop star IDs, but that I would have preferred the bone <laughs> dance. <laughs> 
yeah. Well, again, so if I know there are a lot of like very hardcore Hannah Montana fans that listen to this show. So if you're out there and you happen to know that it exists, <laughs> please, please, please send it to me. Uh, okay. Yes. Any, any last thoughts? <laughs> I don't think okay, so. I think great. that's well, it. Lila, thank you so much for being on the show again. Do you want to let people know where they can find you? Yeah. Um, easiest way to find me is uh, stylebykaylexo.com. That's my blog, but it has all the links to all my socials, my podcast, Lifestyled, um, my YouTube channel, which is also just Styled by KLXO, and all the places you can find me. And expect Elise to be on on Lifestyle very soon with the with the drop of a new Taylor Swift album. Oh, my God. That's so true. <laughs> We'll probably do I mean, that before this episode comes out. Honestly, yeah. Elise might have been on Lifestyle again before you guys are listening to this. This is actually so. the first that we're <laughs> discussing that. But as you were saying that, as you were starting that sentence, I was like, oh, my God. That's true. It's That's coming soon. up. It's really <laughs> we informally so, have yes. a tradition that I'm on Kayla's show every time there's a new Taylor Swift album. So Yes, and we end up doing like two hour long episodes of just greatness. So if you want to hear Elise talk about other pop culture stuff – Definitely check out Lifestyle. We have two Taylor Swift episodes and a uh, Smash episode. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, so far. I, I actually really want to do plug the episodes of Lifestyle where we talk about Taylor Swift. If you're a Taylor Swift fan, as we are, yeah. you definitely want to listen to those conversations that we have because we go in really deep. We uh, yes. we give very unbiased opinions and and some very biased ones yes, as well. Yes, but it's very, it's very holistic <laughs> is what I'm saying. We yeah. take a very holistic a- approach to Taylor Swift's career. <laughs> yeah, they're very good deep dives. Um, the last episode that was just technically the Evermore episode also has a lot of folklore recap mm-hmm. on it. Then we have the folklore episode as well, um, which has just a lot of us like screaming that we were so shocked that this happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, we really get it. And it's a lot of fun. I'm excited to do the Fearless episode, even though it's an album that's already been out. There's new material. There's still going to be plenty to talk about. There's going to be so much to talk yes. about. It's going to be great. Definitely check yeah, that make out sure when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you check out Lifestyles because by the time you're listening to this, that episode is probably out. Probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. I hope you will join me next week when we'll be discussing season two, episode five of Hannah Montana. It's called I Am Hannah, Hear Me Croak. Uh, <laughs> that will be up next Monday. And in the meantime, if you'd like to follow us online, we are on Twitter at Pumping Up the Pod and on Instagram at Pumping Up the Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at Lovely Lisi and on Instagram at Actor Elise. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party.